But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Well, I guess it's time for Lima time. Uh, is it? I, well, <laughs> we rolled on a Monday last week, and, and because of internet problems, which was obviously Keiko's fault, uh, that our internet was not communicating with each other. Uh, we're rolling on a Monday tonight. It's, uh, there, there's been approximately 29 hours since the end of the latest Astros sweep at the hands of the, uh, South Oklahoma Rangers. So now that we've had a, now that we've had a kind of a day to sort of reflect, uh, do other things that that actually matter, unlike watching this team, like because that doesn't matter anymore. What are your thoughts on the on the Rangers series? My thoughts on the Rangers series is that Lima Time Time is brought to you by Bravado Spice nice. Company. <laughs> the only thing good to come out of the Rangers series is Bravado Spice. Yes, um, they're the best. They're sending us more stuff. Um, they're very proud of you. Uh, James wanted me to tell you guys that he loves all the social media posts and uh, you guys actually listening to us and trying the, the pickles and the sauce. The pickles are really, really good. And and I talked about this in an earlier issue, but the pickles, I'm not a pickle person at all, but their jalapeno pickles are kind of off the hook. See, I, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, and I hate pickles, but I, I, I love the crimson sauce so much that I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, I told him to send you some just in case. Um, and he's sending you a lot more crimson because you're obsessed with it. So, yeah, you guys are awesome. Go to bravadospicecompany.com. I think it's just bravadospice.com. I'm sorry. And uh, follow them on all their social media accounts. Um, they're big on following back and retweets. And so if you want to feel cool and like be in with the cool kids because they're really cool guys. Uh, I would go ahead and do that because that's the only thing good in our lives right now. Yeah, I hate a lot of things right now, but Bravado Spice is on the short list of things I do not hate. Yeah, yeah, it's and that list is getting shorter and shorter. So <laughs> it's just Bravado Spice. So yeah, go check them out. Um, they appreciate it. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for still listening to the show somehow. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that it that that Astros fans like hearing other Astros fans yell because. I don't know. Do you think we're providing any sort of insight whatsoever? Yeah. That's, I do. That's good. I, I mean, how many times have we said something and it transpired the the following week? Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Not, not that it's rocket science, and if you just follow the team closely enough, you can do the, the proverbial math and uh, figure it out. Yeah. But, I mean, we've, we've made some – outlandish predictions that have that have come through come true and people been called up and cat is catching all sorts of weird stuff has happened so no I, I think we provide some insight i think we provide just the perfect balance of angry fan and guys who may or may not know a little bit about the game and, the scene. <laughs> and, and we don't we don't take calls so so people don't have to deal with the inanity of of sports talk radio well, trust me, you guys don't want us to take calls. I, 
I would, I'm already having fun alienating the fans on Twitter. I would <laughs> just berate all, even if you were right and I was wrong, I would still just be a terrible person. So I think that means that you're using this as a springboard to sports radio. I would, yeah. I'd sell out in a second. <laughs> I would, too. Yeah, I know, see? So, but yeah, but you're the one doing all the radio spots. It's the one station in, in Louisiana, so so Alan uh, in Lafayette, like, I'm, I, I don't think, I don't think I'd have to buy a drink in southwestern Louisiana. Alan, you need to, you need to get your boy on. If you need a perfect mix of comedy and sports, I would love to also come and talk on Lafayette Radio. It's been Friday mornings, so so Friday mornings the last couple of weeks. If you're free, yeah, let's do that. We'll we should do a joint conversation and we can gang up on them. I've take been, over take over their show. I love it. I've I've managed to and because I sort of have a I, I'm I I don't swear on here. Um, no, I I well I try not to. I I I. That's in your contract. That, that that's why I have to swear double. Because, you have yeah. You have to make up for it. That's my that's that's in my contract. Yes, and and so you know it, it translates okay to radio, uh, the uh, FM radio or AM. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't curse on the radio, but I would want to. Well, you've got more self control than th- this is kind of a time to let loose. We can throw that exactly exactly. We can throw that explicit tag on there, and it's and it everyone knows it's going to be good. Yeah, it's like when you would back in the day when you saw rap CDs at the store, and if it didn't have the parental advisor, you're like, "What is this shit?" Yeah, I'm not buying that. Um, what is this crap? It's even either the edited version, which is worse. That's actually worse for you than the real version with curse words. Yeah, I totally agree because it gets you thinking about it. Yeah, so it it still gets you thinking about it, and you don't get them, and it ruins the art. It's it's just bad, and it it makes you want to. Over, I remember be like growing up and and buying CDs at Sam Goody at Gulfgate Mall or whatever, and 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 buying it ended up being like I, one time I bought the edited version on like accident, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know, and and I ended up swearing more because I I would just keep saying the word that that should have been there, like it, it yeah, just, like even louder, yeah, you have to be it, more emphatic about it, just to just to make up for how lame that CD was. Anyway, and that, and that lame CD is the Houston Astros. That's right. That they're is. the they're the unedited version that you accidentally bought. <laughs> so <laughs> they're that Biggie CD that that you thought you were about to jam, and then it was just all just blanks. It's yeah, backwards lyrics that that, that have been bad. No, not mask. even the backwards. It's just blank. It didn't say anything there. Just oh, that's a great. Together. That is per- that's perfect for the 2016 Astros. Mm-hmm. Because at least when it's backwards, you kind of you know like oh, you can sort of figure it out. Yeah, like, you'd be like yeah, that's just the cool devil talking. No, it's not the devil. <laughs> I think not it's the, trying to tell me to kill someone. It's not the cool devil. It's it's just good old impotent. I don't know what it is. Impotent baseball is what is being played by the Astros right now. So so let's kind of break down since the last time we we recorded, which was last Monday night. I woke up. One week ago tomorrow, I woke up feeling like I got hit by a truck, and it turns out that it's allergies and not the plague, like I thought it was, for a couple of days. So, so I watched a, I watched the the, the Astros were two and zero uh, on games where I went to bed by eight o'clock. So, so I'd go to bed and like and have the radio feed on my phone, and then fall asleep and and wake up with like four percent battery uh, in, in the morning. <laughs> hate, so, yeah. So, so I, I know that the Astros performed well in the two games I, I didn't watch. And then they got, they got dominated by Chris sale, which whatever to be expected. A lot of teams are going to get dominated by Chris sale. 
So I'm okay with that. And then, and then the Rangers came to town, and I think we talked about it, how every series with the Rangers is sort of a chance to make a statement, but by God, don't get swept. And by God, what did the Astros do? Yeah, that's the only. That's literally the only thing they can't do. Yeah, and 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 to to flip it, a a sweep on their part turns everything around against the Rangers. Like that's as most. That's about as important as it gets. So yeah, they could have. I mean, there were seven. It's just dangling there for them to just just send a little statement, get a few games back in the standings, uh, get over that mental block that they have against them. It, it would just do so much, but. Uh, I mean, oh man! I mean, let's say the let's say the Astros did what they haven't been able to do in the history of ever, and that's sweep the Rangers, and they're four games back of of Texas. Now, that's just, yeah, that's amazing. Now they're ten games back of Texas, and the hole feels deeper because whole, it is. It, it's a very deep hole that they have managed to dig, and yeah, it's, it's a Serbian genocide. Death, death hole. <laughs> it's just an like right now. Fifth place in the AL West is an unmarked grave. It's marked. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's marked. It's, oh, it's marked. It's marked as the most. And and now, of course, everyone's getting into the now that a quarter of the season has passed, and everyone's getting into their fun, fun, fun. Most valuable player, least valuable player, most surprising teams, most disappointing teams. The Astros are showing up. You know, two months ago. Two months ago, we were thinking, I, I remember saying to you on the very first episode, I sort of expect to win two out of three games. You know, maybe two out of four, you know, they're going to, that's what I expect. And now I'll, all I expect is to be raging angry by the end of whatever series it is. Yep. Yeah. Or, and they'll, and they'll sneak in a series win and it's just going to be a two out of three every now and again. They're not going to win a three out of four. Um. Yeah, they're they're just not good. They're, they're they are what they are. It, it sucks to admit it, but it is what it is. And that's two cliche. That's two back to back cliches. <laughs> it's gonna go go give it a hundred. It is what it is. They are what they are. It does what it does. <laughs> I'm Colby Rasmus giving you nuggets of information. <laughs> Where does the 2016 Astros rank on teams that you are a fan of that you hate? Very, very high. Well, you know what? I take that back because I'm in the minority that 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 really thought I was rooting for them, and I wanted the hype to be true. But I did think that they peaked a little bit early last year, and I didn't think that they'd be as great as everybody thought they would be. Do you th- not, to, not to say I wasn't excited and thought that they it was possible they could do it because clearly they showed they could, but I, I I thought that that was kind of a fluke and that it was a year early. So I kind of expected them to be around the same as last year at best, hover around five hundred. But they're they're even worse than that because they're they can't do anything right. No, it's all falling apart. So so here's my question for you, and I don't even have my notes pulled up. I'm just gonna we're just gonna rage. Um, do you think it was short-sighted of the Astros to go for it in the way that they did at the deadline? I mean, you, do you really call that going for it? I mean, honestly. That's a good point. Yeah, they added quote-unquote assets, I guess. I, guess. I, I think Casimir was a decent gamble, gamble if he came in, and if he pitched like he did when he first showed up, it would have paid off big time. But Yeah. Um... I, they were all risks, but I, I, I don't. I wouldn't consider it going for it. No, 
So I, I, they they added, but I yeah I I don't call that going for it. Personally, no, that's a, that's an interesting point because I mean yeah, but I mean you look at the guys that that they gave the 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 three trades that that the Astros have made in acquiring Casimir and and Gomez and Fires and now Ken Giles and Ken Giles to be fair we ripped Ken Giles a lot he's really turned it around this month so well yeah and he said he was off and that he was wrong you played the quote he knew he was messed up so that I don't have problems when people are like that and they're like I'm screwed up I'm getting it fixed I'm working on it and then they do and you, he's looked nasty lately. Yeah, through that ninety-nine mile an yeah. hour pitch the other night. Yeah, so. so he's got he's got his velocity back, which means his confidence is back. I was afraid he was going to commit suicide before before the season was over. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. Right. Um, but that's an interesting point. But I mean, the guys that they gave up, and and I mean, it's easy to look back on trades and guys that are dominating in in double A and triple A and even though to put together kind of a decent run in the Domingo Santana has put together a pretty decent run for the Brewers this season. Um but Yeah, know, and we all thought he could hit. He just showed up and what he went over twenty and then that was it. Over, he didn't I mean Yeah, with like with like seventeen strikeouts. Like it was Yeah, it was ugly. that's terrible, but that's still not enough of a sample to know who a player is. I d I didn't mind them getting rid of him. No. But I, I wasn't done with him as a player because he did that. It was just that's a shitty way to start. That it's, sucks. But it's a poor big, way to start. Big league pitching isn't the easiest thing to hit. Yeah, and then given um, kind of who was who was in his way uh, it, it, on the major league team, you know, with you know with, with Rasmus and Springer and Domingo Santana's not going to play center field, so no. so he was kind of blocked. You know, I'm okay with that. And that was part of it too. So yeah. And there's there's a I I I don't know if I coined the term. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I coined the term that there's that because of where the Astros were for so long, there was this disease called prospect attachment syndrome. Yep. Where you want everything to be a, like a fantasy trade, where you want to give up Evan Gaddis for Mike Trout and and completely dominate, and everyone can gaze upon your riches and how intelligent you are. But it, it doesn't work like that. So when you see guys like Velasquez doing well, when you and even when you see guys like Chris Carter, who's killing it in Milwaukee, do you think that there's an element of that's the difference between the American League and the National League? Like it's easier to it's easier to dominate in the National League than it is the American League. No, you don't, I don't. You don't I, I, I think it's just the coincidence and that our focus is on them. If you pulled up all the prospects and people we've traded away, half of them you won't remember, and they're often they might not even be in baseball anymore. So those are just the ones at the forefront of our memory that are that are playing all right. And like you said, that we're gonna give away, you're gonna give away good players and trades. It's just is what it is. So maybe they're just being who they are. I don't think the league has anything to do with it. I think there's an adjustment period, and you can either go and dominate right off the bat or be terrible right off the bat, depending on who you are, pitchers and hitters alike, just because everybody's different. But it could be something new, nobody's in your head, and you can just go and kind of let loose and hit. It's the, and then, and the then you go start? back the, you know, the next year, and they've adjusted to you, and now it's a whole different thing. So, so with, that, that could be it too. With guys like Chris Carter, do you think it there, there's more to be said about getting a fresh start than it is being in the National League? I think it's a hundred percent more of a fresh start thing for him. Because Car- Carter was, uh, he was a he was kind of a quiet. Uh, apparently, had a really I, I 
had a decent sense of humor from what I understand. But like kind of quiet, a little bit reserved, like wasn't, you know, but I, but like the booze, whenever he, he got the business here, just like Gomez is getting, and that would wear on you. And w- whether you're a good guy or not, that's going to piss you off a little bit. You just want to get or out fuel of- you. So you're going to go in there and, you know, Chris Carter showed that he could hit every now and again. We just got on him and he got the business and he's proven that he is a major league hitter at some point. But I, I still don't expect him to, you know, be this perennial all-star or anything. Yeah. So it's Astros fans' fault. It's not only the Astros' fault, but it's fans' fault as well. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of booing your own players. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of cursing at them on podcasts, giving them <laughs> nicknames, berating them, on, berating them to other people on the Internet, not to them. But I'm not a fan of booing your own team. I'm not a fan of going and adding people on Twitter. And just talking shit like that's I just that's unprofessional and they're just people doing their jobs trying to so I'm not a big fan of that but I will curse at you on here. What's what is worse as a fan tweeting at athletes or booing them at a stadium? Tweeting at athletes. I agree 100. percent But I, I don't uh, booing is your right as a fan. I I, I I understand that. But like the whole team was hitting negative. 300 and they just picked Gomez to boo when Marisnik would come up next batting half his average and no boos so it was just it's just the way it's people would pick who to boo I I don't like that yeah no that's true there's there's so many different things you could boo favoritism or whatever the opposite of favoritism is prejudice or something uh not a fan of that even if they deserve it, even if they really deserve it. Well, it's not like yeah, and it's it's not. It, we've talked about this. It's not like like guys like Gomez or or even Marisnik think they're doing well. You know, every time oh, they, they they know they suck. Yeah, they, they walk back to the dugout shaking their head. You know, they they know like well that didn't go as planned. So I don't think they need. I was going to say thirty five thousand people, but that's right. <laughs> no, that's not even yeah twenty. They, they don't need seventeen thousand people uh, to boo at them i i agree but, I, but it's but it's very specific it's very specific booing because they when altuve springer correa strike out all to in an inning there's no boos after that if they were true. booing after there was a shitty inning all the time then okay then you're just philadelphia but <laughs> <laughs> but they're not so they're staying quiet and then oh gomez swings and misses or gets caught looking and then then the boos rain down like it's just stupid yelling at him in the field it's just unnecessary, and we all were were unhappy with them. But that's that's bush league stuff to me. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. So get, to to go back to the Gomez Marisnik, Gomez is hurt. You said it was legit uh, that that he was hurt. He'll start a rehab assignment with Corpus uh, this week, apparently, and and he's had. Of course, my dog is going nuts. Like right now, I've been dead silent for the last. He's he's booing Gomez too. <laughs> he heard Gomez and was like, "I got to get on his ass." Um, the so Gomez was is not having a good year. Marisnik is having an even worse year. But Tony Kemp's sitting there on the bench, and how do you? How does Tony Kemp's been been with the major league club for a week and has like nine at bats? Do you? Do you want to see more Tony Kemp? 
do you blame do you do you think that is a reasonable approach to a guy like Tony Kemp or is Hinch is Hinch kind of being stupid trying to stick with Marisnik here? Um it's kind of difficult because Hinch was very upfront saying that that Kemp was wasn't going to get very many at bats that it was going to be spots here and there and he was going to pinch run some and late inning work. So he was very open with the fact that he wasn't going to be playing a lot. But that being said, with the way Marisnik is playing, it's like, fuck, dude, uh, do anything. It almost literally could not be worse. Yeah, to, he's to try yeah. Tony and, and then when we talked about this, how he's now he's not even a god in the field. Yeah. He's not playing the greatest center field in the world now, which was his saving grace for whatever. He had the Castro syndrome of, oh, but he does this so well. Yeah. And, and and there was there is not there is not enough de- defensive value in the world to make up for the fact that you're hitting 116. No, not even close. And that's just because he had a hit the other day, the double. Yeah, the double. Yeah, he had the yes, random double Sunday, yesterday, whatever it was. So, and I saw something. I can't remember where he, I I, he really shouldn't be on the roster. Is that is am I crazy saying that? I I think Marisic needs to be out of here. Well, I down, think down in AAA. I don't unless he, I mean what, a cool pinch runner later. I mean unless there's an injury, have him you know in AAA ready to come up if you know for instance if Gomez goes down. But he's played way too much for a guy who does literally nothing. All almost literally nothing. Yes. No, and, I mean yeah, zero production. And yeah, and I saw I saw something. I can't remember where I saw it. It was probably something on Astros Twitter. That the question was like, is is Hinch not playing Kemp or or Colin Moran for that matter? And and the, here's what I didn't get. Here's where, and I understand, and I remember now that you say that, I remember Hinch saying that Kemp wasn't going to play a whole lot. I think both of them. He said that that they were just kind of yeah, and he kept talking about like using them as kind of platoon guys. Uh-huh. And Colin Moran has pretty much historically done very well against left-handed pitching, and there was Saturday, you know, I understand you don't want to throw the Colin Moran against Cole Hamels, you know, in his second or third career start, but the Rangers, what was it, Saturday was Cesar Ramos that, yeah. that the Astros made look like Sandy Koufax, and and here comes Marwin playing third instead of Valbuena when Moran has kind of a, and again, it's the minors, so whatever caveat you want to throw in there, Throw it in there, but but Moran has traditionally hit lefty pitching very well. Why why are you and, and like it, Moran didn't even come in as like a as a any as any had no role on Saturday's game. Like did just sat there and watched a game like everybody else in the stands. Like why do you not? How do you not put it like just see what you've got because because Hinch is not good at managing. That's why. I thought a big part of him coming up was the fact with the series and the left-handed pitching. I thought that was that played a role in it, but apparently that had literally nothing to do with it somehow. Somehow, and like I said, I understand you don't you don't throw the guy in on his sixth day in the majors. Maybe you let him sit against Cole Hamels and watch how watch how Altuve or Correa or whoever might get a hit every now and then. Um, how they how they sort of approach the at bats and see how it goes, but against a guy like Cesar Cesar Ramos, throw him in there and let him don't. I mean, and I'm going back on my let's let Marwin play third thing that we talked about for like 20 minutes, right? However, however many episodes ago, but I mean, 
it just feels like like Moran and Kemp were brought up to Houston to to get a vacation and to get a you know a taste of what it's like before they get sent back down and the Astros don't do anything with Valbuena or Gomez or Marisnik and now we're just kind of well I don't know it's kind of this is whole the last week has kind of taken the shine off like calling guys up because I'm like well I'd rather them be in AAA actually like getting at bats instead of sitting there for you know three out of six games and not doing anything. What What's the point of bringing them up if you're not going to play them? I don't know. Hinch talks a lot about being excited about having options. He's real big on this options thing, and he's been talking about how he wants to uh, you know, move guys back and forth between Fresno, and that that's this new thing. And he even said with Moran and Kemp that, he was hoping they were going to come jumpstart the offense, but then he doesn't use them. Yeah. So, well, that's one of his options. So, so he loves talking about options, yeah, but he doesn't use these options because he's stuck in his ways. I, I don't – I Hinch is just kind of on my uh, – I don't know. He's on my last nerve. Yeah, and I – And maybe it's undeserved, but mm. – Well, I mean, it's – I think we're just looking for someone – to latch on to yeah but he's making he is making mistakes yeah i'd agree with that and there's and and i don't know i don't know how it gets better and uh, yeah with the the whole you know using hoping that hinge i remember hinge saying i can't remember what what it was before i guess it was during the white Sox series when they first came up that he wanted the guys, you know, the the guys who have been the everyday Astros to see these new bats and and maybe get a little bit jealous. Well, there's no reason to because it's very clear you're not going to let them take their job, right? So, well, I don't know. And maybe and maybe that's part of it, that, and that's why I don't like him being one of the guys so much because he's friends with all these guys, and then he doesn't make the hard decisions. Nobody loses their job. And I feel like there's multiple players that probably should have. Gomez included. Just not for Marisnik. <laughs> don't don't trade out a bad center fielder with, with one of eight with guys. Literally the forward. worst hitter ever. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Marisnik. And I did a thing last week about how bad Marisnik has been, which is not a fun thing to write up. But, but they're out of like 145 possible outfielders, Gomez was like 138th, and Marisnik was 145th. Like he was the literal worst possible replacement for for Gomez, and and there we are. So, so I I mean, but if Tony Kemp's not going to get a shot, it's not like they're they're going to bring up the second string center fielder and let him start over over Tony Kemp and try to take that job. If you're not going to get your number one option at AAA a chance to take the job, then it's pretty clear they're just going to let Gomez and Marisnik ride it out and and hope it works. And if it doesn't, oh well, I don't I don't get it. I mean, why? But why not put Kemp and left and Rasmus in center and Springer in right and just roll with that, that for makes, a week, see what happens. That makes way too much sense. I mean, uh, it does because that's that's I think that's what pe- I think that's what people want to see is that there's no reason not to at this point too. Yeah, you're eleven. You're ten games out of first place after forty-five games. Like the, the things have gone about as badly, barring a significant injury to someone that is actually producing. Then, then it's gone about as bad as you could have have possibly foreseen it. 
So yeah, I guess we're thank- I guess we should be thankful that we're only ten out, considering the circumstances that nobody's played up to their potential aside from Altuve. No, that's true. So maybe yeah, and maybe we just- have we've had some good starting pitching here and there, but I I don't know I I can't take another two one loss. <laughs> I'm just getting tired of of the one run loss, and this is why I was so uh excited about this season is because I look at the one run losses last year and there were a ton of them and I look at their terrible road record and think okay those two things cannot be sustainable like there has to be just some dumb luck that gets factored in that that results in the Astros getting five more wins and no it looks like what they did towards the end of last season was perfectly sustainable and they're going to do everything they can to sustain that terrible terrible situation so I got nothing. I'm not. I'm just mad. I'm too. I'm too. I, I I'm just sick of it. Now you got Baltimore coming in. Uh oh. Yeah, and it, it, it and we've talked about how it's it hasn't been the most favorable stretch of of games to open a season. It's been really hard. I mean, I, how many bad teams have they played? Cleveland. Cleveland, not a great team. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, not a great team, but. Drop two or three to Milwaukee, so apparently yeah, that's it. Everybody else has been first place or hovering around it. It goes back to that Berkman quote that if you look at the schedule and can't find a cupcake, you're the cupcake. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true right now. So the but, the Astros are your homecoming game, but we're not. Yeah, but we're not getting. I'm I'm trying to think of American League bag teams. Oh, the twins, like, it feels got, like there aren't any. We got the Twins and and took two or three from them. Like we haven't played Tampa Bay. We haven't played. Yeah, the Twins were another one that came in. Um, but everybody else seems to be. Here, I'm pulling up. Let me let me pull up the. Uh, see what we got going on here. I'm pulling up the schedule. But yeah, it seems that we've had an unfavorable uh, start. Even though we're bad, and it would have been the same no matter what. So being only eleven under. You know, maybe they'll catch fire and they'll play some bad teams. And it feels that eleven games under five hundred just feels like it's about thirty games under five. The it, way it, that it does, it really does. The and, way that they're we've losing. played all these games in the, in the division too, which makes it even worse. And I think that's almost unfair how they didn't spread that out. Yeah, but you know, but, I mean, gonna, at some point, and it, I, I think I mentioned this last. Well, I don't know. This, this is what the, the Astros are making us repeat ourselves, and I'm starting to get really pissed off about it. Well, that's what's being annoying, yeah. Um, and see, yeah, the, the Angels are, we got the Angels after Baltimore, so more division. Which it can be good, but the way we're playing, and then we got the Diamondbacks, so there's some, they're not good. Then we got Oakland, so there's a stretch after Baltimore. Oh, and then Texas. Back at Texas, four games at Arlington. Which if yep. that's a, if and that's then a, we get Tampa. So there's some chances to in St. Louis, Cincinnati. We do a little interleague thing, and the Angels again. So we've got, and then Kansas City. So we have a chance here through the end of June with a couple of good series peppered in. We can take care of the the Angels twice and, and then sweep and win those winnable series. Just crawl back into it. Just try to. Be under five games before the All Star break. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I'm I'm trying to come up with ways to to make this season salvageable, and I just can't because I don't see any glimmer of hope. Even though I know they're capable of it. What's What's irritating to me is that it's that watching them, it's almost like they have taken on 
And I think this is where Hinch kind of Hinch needs to be more aggressive with his Brian T. Smith appointed uh, Stanford psychology degree. That, that we'll get to him in a second. Um, <laughs> that um, it's almost like like watching the Astros. They the the players themselves have taken on this fans mentality of just waiting for something to go wrong. And then, and then when it does, when they don't get a bounce, when they don't get a call, if something, if 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 a, a bloop single drops in, like it always seems to do against the Astros, and never drops in for the Astros, it does. But, but it, it's almost like you see them deflate, and and they've taken on this like, well, here we knew it with this typical, you know, we're we're not going to get the calls, we're not going to, and it's it's sort of. If you are going to be a good team, you have to be able to win games where things don't break 100% correctly for you. And I think this is where, and maybe Hinch is doing it. Maybe maybe he's just going in and, and lighting crap on fire and throwing it at, in the locker room, and we're just not seeing it. And they get I, all, doubt, I highly doubt it. They get all cleaned up in time for the press conference. But, um, you know, he gets his hand bandaged or whatever, puts on a prosthetic arm or whatever. And, yeah. But I... I it's you could just see where and Keuchel's done this the last few the last couple of starts where he'll cruise for two or three innings, and then he'll throw forty pitches in an inning and and you look up and you're down five runs, and or you see sort of you know someone flip their bat or toss it towards the dugout because they got they struck out looking. At some point, you have to go out and get the ball that you know is going to get called against you and do something with it. And not just wait for the horrible thing to happen. Exactly. And I want- and, yeah, it snowballs. That's that's the thing. It, every time, you know, you get an a walk that seemed to be strike three. It's like it, oh, there's the double in the gap that scores that run. It just it happens every time. Yeah. And, and it- I I don't know if it's just the negative energy manifesting in the universe, and all of the collective Astro fans <laughs> that that way of thinking is. Is negatively affecting the energy in the air. I don't know. That's weird gyp- gypsy talk, but <laughs> at this point, I will not rule anything out. I would, I would welcome a team gypsy to come in and and change. The- yeah, somebody told me that Mercury was in retrograde. Whatever the fuck that means. Apparently, it's a bad thing with the planet of Mercury, and it's now over. Well, so let's see if they start playing good this week. Then we'll know that the curse of Mercury is real. Well, why isn't Mercury screwing with the freaking Rangers? Like, that's messed up. That shows that that's a team of the devil, that they're well, not they, affected well, by They're it. obviously a team of the devil. That's Yeah. That's that's not up for debate. They Even they know it. <sighs> they, yeah, they those dudes sold their souls and, to win to win every game against the Astros. And come Judgment Day, I think we're going to be better off for it, but I'm not 100% sure. I hope so, because we didn't deserve this if if that's the case, man. There's, de- uh, there's definitely sin in the camp. I mean, that's for sure. So so the sort of to try to kind of go on to something else that's real fun to talk about, we, we, we hit our boy BTS pretty hard when he quoted um, – Carlos Gomez very literally and and very verbatimly. I don't think verbatim. Yeah, I don't yeah think, real, cool, real cool. I don't think that's a word. And 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 I mean, it should be pointed out that it's not like that. That that's not that's not a story that's dying. Like that that he's still like I saw a thing on Sports Illustrated today with like the Richard Deitch media circus where he had four, four or five different journalists talk about do you clean up quotes and we're talking about a story that's now 
two or three weeks old. It's a pretty long time in the yeah in the in the in the time frame of sports journalism. But but um, so things aren't going real well for Brian T. Smith. But yeah, he's, he's the only one that does it. How many Latino players are there in the league? A lot, hundreds, thousands. I don't know, probably hundreds. <laughs> but yeah. Have you ever seen a quote like that, ever? Never. Never no. have I seen a quote like that. never. Exactly. So it was intentional. It was a terrible decision. And even if it's somehow eth- ethically within the confines of journalism, I it was wrong. It was wrong. And and, and I think what, what stands out to me, is even if, if, if I was to the point, and I'm still not to the point where I'm like, just get over it already and let's move on to something else. I'm not to that point. But you got Hispanic journalists that are saying, like, yeah, he was trying to belittle him. Um, and, and there was Marley Rivera from ESPN.com said that, <coughs> excuse me, that if, if she has someone, if she's interviewing someone for ESPN Deportes or, or whatever the publication may be, and it's an English speaker, she will do them the courtesy of, of working with them on like subject verb agreement, something that, right. It seems like a normal thing that's just courteous and that you would do for the, your reader as well. To just have a decent translation. This is what they were saying. That's just seems like what you would do. Yeah. I, but so we had some we had some journalists that we were kind of, kind of split, saying that they didn't have to do that. They disagreed with us, but that, that they should have cleaned it up. So it was kind of weird. Like it's not against. He didn't do anything wrong journalistically, but it was wrong. From a, I don't know whatever. If you're, if you're retreating to the to the argument of the AP style guidelines, like you're wrong. Like you can disagree. I, I feel like I'll I'll err on the side of like let's just be good people to one another and let's try not to. If you're the columnist for the only newspaper in town, don't try to alienate all of the Latino players in the clubhouse. Like let's let's even if even if you were trying to belittle him and you are racist, and I'm not saying you, but if if you are a racist sports writer, you don't want to put yourself in that position. You of your own team that you cover. Why yeah. would you do that? It just seems stupid on so many levels. That was a yeah. He went for it and it it fell flat. So he has a col- he had a column yesterday, uh, and I guess it came out last night after the because he was talking about the the Rangers sweeping the Astros again, about how it's the same old Astros that the the real anomaly of the Astros were the the fact that they went eighteen and seven um, to start the season and not the not how they finished. And we've talked about that before, but he went, yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. But he went kind of to the, to the tired, well, they don't spend any money on payroll. So what do you expect? Uh, That's so stupid. So, and we've talked about this before, but I want to bring up a point that a, that a buddy made that we need to consider that the Astros have a lot of young players that don't make a lot of money. My dogs are literally fighting in my lap. Like they've been somewhere else. (laughs) <laughs> all evening, and now they're trying to wrestle in my lap. But Makes sense. They are uh, so the you know the 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 Astros are cheap right now because that's how baseball economics work. That exactly younger players don't make as much as older players. That's why Carl Crawford's making twenty one million dollars, and Carlos Correa is making half a million. Um, but when it comes to payroll, I think it's worth pointing out that. You know the, the Astros were not a cheap organization to buy, and no, not at all. And you know that 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 is that is something to be considered. But however much the Astros might plan to spend, they need to keep in mind that Altuve's price tag is about to go way up. 
Springer's Way price tag. Up. If they want to extend Keuchel, you know that that price that's going to be a hefty little price tag. Even Colby. Colby Rasmus is going to be a hefty price tag. Because I feel like there's going to be pressure for them to give him a big deal now. I just the the way he's beloved. I don't know if they'll do it because he's he's kind of come back down to earth with his numbers. But if he ends up having a uh, a decent year, I'm scared that they overpay him now. If if we're being honest, we've thrown out the possibility of four. Was it what were the numbers that we that we mentioned? Four years, eighty million for Rasmus. Would you make that deal? Four years for eighty. Uh, I definitely consider it. I yeah. think it's pu- I think it's pushing it a little bit, but I, I don't think it's like out totally outlandish. Yeah, I think he can get it. Yes, yeah, no, I think that's true. I don't know if we necessarily should do it, but I think he can get it, and he will. But I, I'd like to see it in the sixty-five to seventy range. Yeah, I'd I'd take a three-year deal over a four-year deal. A three a three six three and sixty sixty-five. I'd rather pay Maybe more three per with year. A, three with an option or something like that. Yeah, I'd rather pay more per year for a shorter duration. I'm and yeah. as as fans, I think we need to remember it's not our money, right? Uh, and I'm more concerned with the number of years than I am the dollar amount. Right. Uh, if, if uh, just yeah, gave, of course, because you're on the hook for that. So I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, if you give if you give an aging player an extra year, and that you can't move him, and that blocks you know someone that may be down on the farm that could actually benefit your team. But you've got starting quarterback syndrome where it's like, well, I'm paying this dude twenty million dollars, so he's going to start no matter what. Like that's that's where it becomes a problem for me. But but the the number of players that are under team control that if that they're going to start to sign extensions. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make sense. How can you? How can you ding the Astros for payroll when one? That's not how the economics work. I'd yeah, that, that's what's so stupid about it. It's not even. It's just not how it works. So it's it's almost just making up an argument. It's exactly it. yes. It's exactly what it is. And let's let's not forget that if Cole Hamels wasn't an ass clown. The, and accepted the trade to Houston, the Astros would would be paying him twenty three and a half. Or, or if they did land Cespedes, like there's so many things that that yeah, that he's an idiot, man. Yeah, it's just not how it works. And like you said, it, it, we got to be able to be set up for these young players that like we're paying Altuve. Altuve is gonna he's an he has the feeling of an Astros for life guy to me. Yes, uh, Correa is the is the franchise um, Springer. Springer has the potential to be. I, I feel like he is too. I feel like this whole core, they want to keep around, and which is they're the going to need that money. But we also don't know. Crane may be a Steinbrenner. What if Crane wants to just dump hundreds and hundreds of millions in, into it and get everybody? We don't know. So right. I don't think that's a that's a fair thing to attack because he hasn't had the chance. Exactly, and you know the there was always the well. You know they came up short on they were they bid on Tanaka and didn't get him. They bid on Jose Abreu and didn't get him. Like was it the the Astros making a bid that seemed reasonable just so they could get their name mentioned and kind of try to turn their own narrative around? But that's, no, that's definitely pretty, not. That's like, stupid. That's a pretty big. Gamble. It's it's one thing to offer Colby Rasmus almost sixteen million dollars, and okay, well he takes it, but it's only for one year, whatever. But when you're offering Jose Abreu sixty to sixty five million dollars for five years, that's a that's not a PR gamble. Like that's an informed decision, and it just didn't. 
No, they went after him. That's that. I don't think that's even up for debate. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, yeah, I'm just tired of the con. The, the whatever the Astros are doing, it confirms whatever your opinion of the Astros is. That's what pisses me off. <laughs> and I've made that argument. I think maybe on every episode. It's but it's true. It's true. You can. No matter what you think, you can come up with a a logical argument to defend your point of view, and that it, you can't really counter counteract that. Yeah, and then he, and, and then Smith said that the pitching wasn't the problem. It's all hitting. Uh, hitting's a big problem. Pitching's a problem. They're they're problems at different times. Yes, when the and the, you know the, the and he talked about how he's like you know the the real anomaly was isn't that the Astros. He just kept going back to like basically saying like pitching is fine, and we'd be like, no, no, it, pitching is absolutely not fine. Like Keuchel is as bad as he possibly could be. He is worse than he was when he for at this point in the season he is worse than he was when he broke when he when he came up in 2012 and the Astros were just trying to find somebody that could throw five or six innings every yeah. five days. I agree. Uh, he's had pro- probably, and this is one of the things I was going to look at for tomorrow is is what is the worst. Follow up Cy Young season, and and where does Keuchel kind of rank on the, that? That's going to be a depressing research project. And I'm yeah, like, he's got, he's got to be up there, I, and I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. He's got to be up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And I'm gonna get all mad in, in time to watch the Astros play the Orioles tomorrow night. But I don't know the, the, the and he like there have only been three games played in the American League this season. And I know we're only talking about like 45 games that the Astros have played, but we're talking about like the 15 teams playing, you know, 650-something games. That There's only been three times that a team has scored nine runs and lost, and the Astros managed to get one of those against against the Red Sox. And you're like, okay, how is pitching not the problem? Like if you're talking about how the, how the offense can't hit and they actually hit in that series and lose three or four games, like what's the point? Like it's just it was just nit it was just cherry picking things to reinforce a misguided opinion and a misguided point about the Astros and he can go back and I'm sure he's happy now because he can just spend all of his time watching the Texans practice murder ball. I think he's just trying to get fired. Maybe he's just maybe he just doesn't care. He knows he's out the door, so he's just he's trolling now I because there's there's no way you can be an informed writer and c- write that article. I, I, I just it doesn't. Uh, I think it doesn't, re- it doesn't register with me. I, I don't even see how you could logically make that argument. It's I, stupid. It's really stupid if you know anything about the sports and how sport and how the economics work. Well, I think I, I think it's it's clicks and page views and you know there's going to be a ton of people that just because they hate the Astros for rebuilding the way that they did, they're going to look at that and be like, "That gun Brian Smith is right. They, he's right. They, they won't spend money." And and it's you know it's a safe. Tired but who cares work. what the the idiots think. Well, they're I mean, they're buying the papers and clicking the. Yeah, and I clicked yeah. the article like an idiot today, so I can't say a whole lot. But, <laughs> and I spent like three hours thinking about it, so I'm well, no, I, I I'm read dumber it too, than everybody it's, but it's else. Just, it's, it doesn't make it any less idiotic. Yeah, stupid. Everything's stupid. Everything maybe, is stupid. Maybe that's the title of this episode. It is. Everything is stupid. Where do we go from here? Dude, I don't, I don't know. I can't. I, we can't keep doing this every week. Saying this, that, it's wearing on me. I don't because it's the Astros are already wearing on me. I just need them to have a decent week of baseball to where we can just kind of like nod our heads and be like, okay, that was good. Yeah, we can like, we can like, make like, fun like of a the build, a build upon 
a build a bear episode <laughs> where they you know they win a week and they play well you know they take take the Baltimore series and what's it what did I say uh, the Angels are in after that uh, yeah yeah that's right because it's late games or, next or do we go to yes we go to L A um, or L A <laughs> Anaheim um, I know very little about Los Angeles geography other than everything's dumb. Everything is very dumb. Anaheim is Anaheim. It's not Los Angeles. That name change is so stupid. <laughs> gotta like gotta an, remain like, on brand. Like, I mean, it's like an hour away. I mean, it's like not. It's it, not at Los Angeles. Is it like an hour away? Like, like if it was the 1940s, it'd be 16 minutes away, and it's just traffic. <laughs> no, it's far. It's not. It's it's another city. I mean, it's not the Los Hand that Los Angeles. Ducks of Anaheim in the NHL. That's true. It's just stupid. It, it was cool when they were the California Angels. That, that was, was cool. cool. And then Anaheim just decided, we're Anaheim. And then I guess it was just a marketing ploy. Hey, they got a ring. so They did. Got, and Which is bullshit. The fucking Angels have a ring. Oh, man. I'm more mad about the Marlins having two rings than I am about the Angels having one. But but the Marlins they bought those, so they and did. it still counts. But we know what they did. So Why can't not, Jim Crane like, buy us a ring? He can, he can, and he still might. We don't know who he is. It's true. He could just get greedy and get tired of all the negative pub and just be like, "I'm going to buy every great free agent out there. We're going to come <laughs> in and we're going to." And you know what? I'll take a bot ring. I'll take a bot ring, and I'll deal with people saying it for forever. And I mean, the Marlins just shrugged their shoulders. Yeah, we did. And then we, <laughs> then we, then we broke it up, and we're out of there. And Dontrell Willis is running around with big ring on his finger. He is. He absolutely is. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe just being morally bankrupt, like the Rangers, like the Marlins. Maybe that's the way to go. No, we're gonna get there. I just don't. I just think it's early, and we're still very young. And we just last year was kind of a flash in the pan type thing and that will eventually get there that's my positive spin on it it's just we're not there yet um need a big arm in the uh, in the rotation and maybe mccullers is that guy he could be he could be and but i mean even with the cy young i i, I never thought keichel was that kershaw type guy he just wasn't well i remember i did a like a sort of a preseason thing with like a a Cardinals blog or whatever. One of the questions that, that the guy asked was like, was who is, who is more likely to at least repeat or improve on, on the season? Is it Keichel or Correa? And I said Correa just because of the youth. I was like, Keichel, how do you improve on, on being perfect at home? Like he doesn't have, there's no margin of, yeah, he doesn't have the velocity to, and sort of the, he's a location guy that when the location isn't there, things aren't going to go well, which is exactly what we've seen, uh, through 10 starts through 10 pretty miserable starts. Actually, two of them were pretty decent Two two have been decent Two like one that opening day against the Yankees. That was cool. That was great. That game against the Tigers. He won one, nothing. That was a good start. Great start, yeah. No, and he's and, and and he's pitched good for long stretches. He just has these half inning breakdowns, and those are what kill him. And that's and we're not good enough to overcome that offensively. So that's what sucks. He's not getting picked up. 
by his team, and he's not hitting his locations, and he's just all sorts of fucked up, man. It's worrying. But that's the scariest thing when the guy that you lean on to get you a win every five, six days, whatever it is now, um, is the most suspect. Yeah. And now they're all suspects. So now you don't have one day where you can be like, oh, okay, it's Keuchel. We're good. Right. Nah. And I feel like, yeah, the the most who would, who do you think has been the most solid over the course of the entire season, the most solid starter in the rotation? Fister. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Fister has been he's almost he didn't have a very good start last time, but or did he? He didn't have one recently, and but he's been good and he's been consistent. He's done about the same thing each time and just did what he had to do. But I, I think Fester's pitched really well. No, he has. He's made me forget how funny his last name is. <laughs> Fister. <laughs> Got Fist, it. Fist in the butt. That's what that means. <laughs> it's German. That's, it's German for fist in the butt. That's so funny. Uh, see, even like funny stuff like that isn't funny. That's, the Astros are ruining me. They're ruining comedy. Mm-hmm. Like they they have made com- they have made jokes taste bad. Yep. It's been, it's been fun threatening to cancel the show and have people like plead with me on the <laughs> internet thinking I'm really canceling the show. I, I, it's, I, I then like they really believed that I was playing FIFA and if I really lost that we would record, like <laughs> are you, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just shaking my head. Look, this is so stupid. People were like rooting for the other teams and stuff. (laughs) Hey, we want you guys to listen. We're not canceling the fucking show. Yeah. Oh, there was a chance if we didn't get our internet situation figured out, there was, there was, it was, it could have come to a, I just, no, no. Cause I can always, I have Skype on my phone. We can always call, we can figure it out. There'll be a way to make it work. It's just, The, the Astros are making it hard to want to make an effort. Yeah, the Astros. Anything, anytime something annoying happens, we're like, uh, let's just not do it forever. <laughs> it's way easier not to talk about these guys. So, oh man, but it's still early. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we're forty-five games in. Forty-five games in. Okay, so real talk, and it may already be too late, but. I, June 25th, or the end of June, th- that's it. The month of June is this season. And, that, and that's just it. Is the way that you described, and I've lost, I've, I had personally lost the will to check the schedule and see if there were better days ahead. Like, I'm just, I'm back into like 2013. There, there are. We needed to weather this storm, which I thought we were going to for a second. With Chicago, they, and, they played so well, and I'd watch. I, even though I fell asleep, before. and they had a chance in the Texas series, they just didn't do enough to win, and that's and that's what's really frustrating. Is <coughs> excuse me, yeah, they got murdered on Sunday, but I mean those three straight two to one losses, like those are all winnable games, and then that takes you back to the the blown saves. Like this team is better than their record, but at the same time, they're not. If that makes sense to you at all. No, it makes sense. They're they're that bad because they can't come through. But they've been right there, and they have. I'd say they've left five wins on the table, and have been in a handful of others where they could have won. And I know that's just baseball, but that's close. 
and they're still just 11 games under. I mean, if you're four or five games under right now, that's a you're in it. You're in and it. It's, and then it's early, and you have a month to take over. Yeah. So, well, if you're if you're if you're four games under, then you are you are a sweep at the right time away from being one game under. Or, exactly. Or, 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 exactly. Especially with yeah, with the way the division is. So yeah. So it's not over yet, but after June it will be. I will declare. I will have a funeral at the end of June <laughs> if we are in the same position. Um, I just hope they don't get worse. Yeah, and, and we talked about this. Wait, early this on. is the eleven game. This is as bad as they can be. They can't be any worse than this. This is in that window. They can't. They can't get worse. So this Baltimore series, luckily, not that home matters. I'm actually going Thursday night. So oh, nice. Let hey go go find Pat Patrick and let and buy him drinks. Yes, in an Uber. Unless I take a lady friend, and then don't bother me, or I will embarrass you. <laughs> I'll take some idiot that doesn't know anything about the game, and I'll be like, "Well, this is first base." <laughs> Let me buy you a cute hat in the store. That's right. That's right. Hey, you do what you need to do. I know. What, I know what I got to do. Oh, I'm just kidding. You got um, that unlock. No, I would. I very particular about who I take to games even with women they have to know what they're talking about and have to understand it's a special it's a special thing if I'm not taking one of my guy friends yeah I hit the jackpot in in the sports wife in in, in the wife category but but on the off chance yeah 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 but that, that I understand she she is she she is knowledgeable about baseball and she will try to calm me down and, and be logical with me uh, and at the worst time I do not want to I do not want to be held accountable or be forced to in, to entertain logic when I'm mad. Yeah, of course, and they need to understand that. But you know, it's funny that I didn't think that was important to me. Like, because there's like comedy women are much different than sports women. I need to hear there, more about it, this. There, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's not really a bridge. A lot of the chicks that are into stand up and to improv, which improvs for idiots. Um, <laughs> Or that are just the creative types, they couldn't give two shits about comedy. So, like, there's not too many people that I know Westling's one of them, but there's not too many that are like super into sports that are also like artistic and write and do comedy and art and stuff. Yeah. So, I didn't think I cared, but then when you're with somebody that, that knows nothing about sports, they don't understand why you're so mad or why what's going on and you're and you can't explain to them and you also can't be a dick either you can't right. but it's, that's like, oh, you don't want to you should have bunted there what the runner needs to be it's like ah oh, go paint <laughs> go go paint go fucking blog get out of here go blog about it i'm i'm lucky in that that i have a very creative wife and i swear she's not in here i'm just i don't I'm lucky in that my wife is is both artistic and and she's also very funny, and I swear she's not in here, but but uh, she's, with a gun with a gun to your head, right, right. She is also very, with a getting stick. She's got the getting stick after me. It's the it's the Rasmus approved getting stick. That um, no, but she is perfectly willing to break a remote uh, wow. because of a sporting event. So that that's impressive. Yeah, I I, I lucked out. So. Yeah, that's a special kind of anger that only only the few and the select. Is that the Marines commercial? I don't know. 
but you, yeah, that's an important quality to have. What I'm not, you, I'm not a breaker of things. I just, I like have to turn it off and leave and forget about it and decompress. Well, that was going to be my, my question is like, have you ever broken anything because of a sporting event? No, my heart, oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my heart and soul. We no, I, I don't throw things. I don't, I don't have too bad of a temper. I, I just get crushed and I don't want to talk and I just go do my thing. Just click the TV off and go walk around. Just, ugh. but yeah, not. I'll, I'll curse during the game and I'll yell, but I don't. Yeah, I don't throw shit or anything. I think I've calmed over the years because of being a Houston sports fan. You're just used to it. Mm-hmm. Start to expect it. My one of the one of the most cutting things my wife has ever said to me was. There was I, it was some point last, I think it was towards the end of last season when I thought the Astros were going to blow it and not make the the playoffs at all. When she said to me, "How is it that you let and and, and she can get riled up about sports, but she's also like I said, she's logical at the precisely wrong moments for me to want to hear logic." But she said, "How how is it that twenty five dudes that you've never even met can affect your enjoyment of life like this?" <clears throat> And that was just a, 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 a slap in the face that I still have not quite gotten over. Uh, but it's more than that. If you, you just have to, it's not, it's not true. It's that the Astros are an idea. They're an embodiment of the city, of the franchise, of, of nostalgia, of childhood. There's, it's not just the 25 guys. It's the, it's the collective, and they're just representing that collective. They're a whisper. Yeah, they're very important. So yeah, I I get what she's saying. It's very logical, but it's not, I I think that I, I like the college football argument better. It's like you're getting riled up about nineteen year olds running around with a football. It's like these kids like are fucking idiots. They're like doing keg stands and <laughs> raping girls, raping people. Like that's like I'm just trying to think of myself at that age, and I'm just like we are watching these kids on TV like they're not kids <laughs> now that's weird like and then you're mad when the 19 year old didn't do what he's supposed to do oh really that's like what they do <laughs> their goal their goal is to is to like be that, oppositional yeah that's their brand it's just not doing what they're supposed to do that's what they're supposed that's how you figure out life is to be wrong but no no i get what she's saying but it's yeah it's more than that it's I don't know. She's I don't know a, what it is. If you grew up with baseball, it's. I'd like to sit down one day and really think and kind of come up with a more articulate answer. But yeah, it's a. It's ingrained in you. You almost. You don't have a choice if you grew up with it. Yeah, she gets it's that. Just, She's, it's just in you. Yeah, and, and, and it's like that with the. It is like that with the Texans, just because they're the team now. But it was more so with the Oilers. Like they affect my day. Like if, the, if they <laughs> that ruins my Sundays. Well, there's so, and I think there's a fundamental difference between being a football fan and a baseball fan in that because it builds up to that one day. It's one day, and there's so few games. I mean, if 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 the Astros were the Texans, then they would have just finished up their fourth game of the season, right? And and we've been watching 45 games. Like it's just when the Astros are bad, it's just a relentless day after day cycle of crap that you have to swim through and and yeah, hopefully it's tough it's it, you know it's hard to be a baseball fan in, in that sense that you have to and they play football on days that people normally have off and it becomes like an event and 
Well, and it's more crucial. It with there only being sixteen games, like that one game has weight, no matter how early it is. And it's an event. Each game's an event. So you're right. It's a completely different thing. But it still can. You know, you get up at noon, and by three o'clock, your day's ruined. If. <laughs> but yeah, with the Astros are just repeated punches to the to the gut. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just when they win, you're just like. All right, cool, cool win. I don't even. I'm not even overly excited. Like they have to. They have to string together a couple weeks of really good baseball just to crawl sort of back in it to get get that glimmer back in my eye, and then we can start with good hypotheticals. But right now, I just I have no hope. They would have to go 12 and one over the next 13 games um, to get back to 500. That's what eleven games under. That's what eleven games under feels like. And when you've only won seventeen in the right. first seven weeks of the season, right? Yeah, they're bad. I, but I still think that they have the firepower to get hot and and maybe not twelve and one, but I, I feel like that they can rail off seven or eight in a row. Well, they yeah, they go... You, but and, or, or more. I feel like they have the potential to do it. I just don't have confidence that they will. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and I, I, but I do think that they can do that. And they have the potential to... And, and, I, and I think that's what this team needs because I, I feel like that they, they feed off that winning fire. And when they're playing well, they're all happy. And I think it's just all coming down on them. Just, just weighing down on like that depression cloud on the whatever commercial that is where that gray blob thing follows them around. Oh, that's a really depressing commercial. I just want that thing as a pet. Um, <laughs> like, hey, sad little weird rock, come here. <laughs> C- come snuggle with me, sad depression rock. I'll cuddle you. Um, so yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm putting the, the end of June timeline for me because – so that the, that will be it. So the end of June is it's now May twenty third. It's uh, that's five weeks of baseball. That's right. thirty games. So the in thirty games to to make up eleven games, the Astros would need to go. It's really the, it's really the All Star break, but June like this month, it just feels really, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's really the All Star break to see because. Th- I, I don't know. And if you want, if you want eleven games made up by the All Star break, that means that they need to go what thirty five and twenty four ish. That's not crazy. That's not insane at, at all. At all. That's just that's good, decent baseball that I feel like they can play if they're playing their best. And I don't know if at this point they can do that, but that's not that's not outlandish. That's not crazy. That's something that is very possible. It's it's crazy possible in the sense that it can happen. It's crazy looking at this team and thinking that that team can do it. That's but. exactly the point I was going to make. <laughs> it's 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 cra- It's not it's not a crazy thing. For, it's not to, unfathomable for them for a team to do that at all. Right. Any t- any other team could probably do that. The this team feels like there's less of a chance of that happening. I'm just trying to throw in some sil- some sort of silver lining because I feel like you do. I'm I'm worn out. I'm tired of it. And it's the Rangers too, which yeah. is like a double beat down. Like a, du- a sweep from the Rangers is a double sweep. I yeah, I can't. I just at least I don't know. And 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 the fact and and it, and it just weighs down on you because you we have to beat them to make the playoffs. 
yes, we want to win this now. division or even just crawl back into it, we have to beat Seattle and we have to beat Texas. Well, there's only there's only 13 games left against the Rangers, and given that the if they want to split that series, and one probably the same amount with Seattle, we played them a bunch too, right? Or less, less games with Seattle. Uh, I th- it's it's like 18 or 19 per division opponent. Yeah, so I mean we've played two series against them, so we're probably we're what probably about 11 game? games left with them. Yeah, yeah. Or or 12. If we did a three and a four, I don't know. I know we did a four at one point. So, I mean, that's not very many with them either. But those are games that can turn around everything if you win them. So, yeah, it's getting to crunch time. And it sucks that it's crunch time this early. They need they need to show a little bit more. Either they need to show more urgency or they need to totally relax. And I, I, cannot, I cannot decide which one. What do you think they have to do to become aggressive buyers? And not stupid, like neglectful buyers, but... To go after it, what, where do you think they have to be, or do you think they do that no matter what, just to unload people that need to be unloaded? And what no, if Rasmus is one of that those guys? I think that if they, I are, feel, I feel like he, I love that guy, but I feel like depending on where they're sitting, the the way his contract is, he'd be a guy that maybe. Uh, I guess you have him for the year; it doesn't matter. He's gone one way or the other, but you might want to get something for him. Yeah, I mean, you look at if if they're going to now if, now do if they're going to sell. I mean, if, yeah, the, if they're going to sell, I think I think by the week leading up to the deadline, if they're fifteen or sixteen games under, or not under, if they're fifteen or sixteen games back, you know, I think that's the point where you start to realistically realistically look at, at what you've got the rest of the season, and so I mean, if if they just sort of tread water. You know, I don't. I don't see them as. I don't see. I don't know who would come available that would make them want to add pieces. Right. Right. Especially given the guys like AJ Reed, like Joe Musgrove. You know, I don't. I don't know that. I. I it is far more likely. They just stand pat and deal they, with their their base. That they stand see, pat. I, I wonder they, if this changes their whole approach and their outlook. Like, oh, that's that. This isn't the team that we planned. We yeah. need to rethink everything, and which given, that's how it's looking, the way they're playing now. Given how much they, they got rid of in the last three trades, and Giles is going to be around for a while, but, but you know, they, they traded two pretty valuable pieces to get Kazmir. Um, they, you know, the, the Gomez and Fires trade we've talked about already. So I, I, don't, I do not see the Astros as being aggressive aggressive buyers i see it i think it's far more likely that they are that they that they sell yeah they get what they can out of fister that they you know that i'm starting to rethink if if this version of jason castro is for real i could see him signing an extension particularly with max stassi isn't exactly tearing it up the the one catching prospect that they that that sort of you could kind of hope maybe pin your catching hopes on they traded to get scott casimir right um I can yeah, see, I can and see the I, I've been real impressed with, extension. with with JSD. I really have. JSD. Um, and if if it was the shortened swing, I mean, because he hit was it 2012 or 2013 that he was great. 13. Um, so I mean, he's got it in him. He's just been so bad for so long. It's easy to forget. That, yeah, yeah, that, that it's easy to forget. And he was to forget, but um. I have no problem if if he's going to play like he is right now, and that's his production level. Then uh, fucking sign him. Well, he's Johnny I, I'm, Bench I'm all for right it. now. Like I, mean, I said, I don't hate 
I hated his production. I don't hate Jason Castro. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that what he's done since that's where he's he's got like a nine eighty OPS for a catcher. That's your freaking Johnny Bench or Yogi Berra or something. Yeah, I, read, but, yeah, I retweeted some stats a few days ago, and I was just like, whoa, he's you know hitting in the three hundreds over a span and. Yeah, they're they're great numbers. I can but see. Yeah. That's a span. <laughs> it's a span. It's a and it's a very small. And he was he's and he does this sometimes. So yeah, you know he could be back down to to two hundred very 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 quick. Yes, yes. This is. Uh, it's not the worst. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. It's 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 getting there. It's getting late. Yep. Well, we'll see after Baltimore and. Dumbass Anaheim. Let's see. Uh, let's see where we're sitting. Be nice to get a, a a division sweep and just win the Baltimore series against a good team. Get some confidence back. It's gonna have to. It's gonna have to be. They're they're gonna have to start thinking of it in the cliche one game at a time and not trying to make up eleven games with one swing. They can't. They can't. But they have to really like take on that approach and not just say that like they did earlier. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be where Hinch plays a little bit more of an aggressive. Because aggressive they role. don't need to press, but they also need to press. You can't play like you're pressing, but they need to understand that it's that important and treat these like playoff games. You got to win these games, and you got to win one game at a time. Yeah, and you're not going to get every single one, but they need to start getting more. No, no, but just win the majority and and don't beat yourself. If you get beat, you get beat. It's going to happen. Yeah. That's it's it's how they lose. That's the most frustrating thing to me. Yeah, you know, you get great you get great pitching, you can't hit, or you hit get terrible pitching and you lose ten nine. It's just fucking stupid. It's just so stupid, dude. <laughs> Springer runs runs into a. It's just whatever whatever we don't need is what happens. And it's, <laughs> it's, and like, it's it's every time it's just so dumb. You've got kids, you know. My daughter like assesses a situation and thinks thinks what's the worst idea I can I can have. And that's what the Astros do. They they run into outs or forget to make a catch or yeah yeah they are Murphy's law. Yes, they're a toddler operating under Murphy Murphy's law. That's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. Mm. I think that should do it. That is getting over this Yeah, people aren't gonna like this. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh 